Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. One of the very, I, I would say even mysterious parts of the Hanukkah Mishkan was the Maisa of Nadav and Aviyu. Of Nadav and Aviyu, the two sons of Aaron that brought an Eish Zara on the day of the Hanukkah Samizbeach and HaKadosh Baruch Hu sent in an Eish that burned them for bringing an Eish Zara, Asher Siva Oisam, for bringing in an Eish Zara, a strange fire. There's a lot of different shitas and a lot of different midrashim and chazal about exactly what happened here. But I want to point out one thing that's, that's in the, in the medrash and the safra. And it's a very, very, very important yesidistika thing about, about how we relate to, to our avaydis Hashem. So the the Medrash points out that uh, that the children of Aaron, this is a Pasuk past Shlishi, Perak Yud, Pasuk Aleph, the children of Aaron, Nadav and Aviyu, each took their machto. So the Safra says, B'nai Aaron, oh, they're the children of Aaron, they weren't Shail Eitza by Aaron. They, took, they decided they're going to take this this uh, pan of fire in front of the the um, into the into the mishkan, um, <coughs> they 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 were, they were bnei Aaron, but they didn't ask Aaron. Not of an aviu, they were members of Klal Yisrael. They didn't ask Moshe. Ish machta, so each one took his machta. They weren't even shayel eitzah by each other. Each one just did. They each had a great idea and they did it. Like, oh, you too? Okay, great. But they didn't discuss it. They weren't Shail Eitza by each other. And they took, what happened, what did they do? They put an H in it and they put Keteris on the H and they came Lifnei Hashem and, and they brought an H Zara Asher Loitziva Oisam. They brought a foreign fire that they were not commanded to bring. The Medrash says they brought an Eish Zara, a foreign fire. What does that mean? So some learn it means in that they weren't commanded to bring it. It's Zara because they weren't following it Tzivoy. And some say, some say um, that they brought it Min HaKirayim. Instead of bringing it from the Mizbeach, of taking from the place where, of the fire, where, where you're supposed to take the fire, they took their own fire. Okay, so there's a Nakuda here. What I'm saying, I, I, I'm, I, I didn't look it up this year, but I, I think it's based on Rosham from Fall Hirsch. That the, there's a Nakuda here that, that gets into a part of our Avaidah Hashem that people talk about, and that is the independence and creativity and, and, and uniqueness of each person's Avaidah Hashem. And today it's very popular to talk about how everyone has their own mission and everyone is on their own journey and everyone is unique and everyone is different. And the MS is that that is 100% true. 
Every single neshama in Klal Yisrael has its own tafkid, and everybody has a, a, a their own role to play. Everyone has their own makayim in Klal Yisrael. Everyone is necessary with their personality and their background, and and the experiences that Hakadosh Baruch Hu brought their way that is an important part of Klal Yisrael. But the way that we serve Hashem is always built on the yisaydos of the Torah. And that's a balance that a Oivet Hashem wants to be able to accomplish. That on the one hand, my job is not to imitate someone else. Because if I'm you, we don't need two of us. So my job is to be me, not to be you. But on the, at the same time that my job is to be independent and creative and have my own perspective and my own mahalach in serving Hashem... But I'm looking towards the Dairois before me. I'm looking towards the Tyra. I'm looking towards the Messiah, even as I build my own unique journey. And that's what Nadav and Aviyu did not do. <coughs> Nadav and Aviyu, they were Mechadesh something. But they didn't go to the generation before them. They didn't go to Aaron. They didn't go to Moshe. They didn't even discuss it with each other. They were Mechadesh we're going to find a new source of, uh, of Avodah Hashem. And it was L'Shem Shamayim. They wanted to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. They wanted to bring something fresh, something new, something Levitic, something different into Avodah Hashem. It sounds good, right? That's very good when it's built on the foundations. Why is that? Why does it have to be built on the foundations of Torah and Avodah Hashem? And why is it some, in some circles such a, such a foreign concept? The reason is because we are not here to serve Hashem to satisfy us. Our Avedis Hashem is not so that we could satisfy us. We are here to serve Hashem after investigating how Hashem wants to be served. We're here to do the Ratzah in Hashem. It's not that we have some kind of a, uh, we have an agenda that, uh, it, it, and, and, and we get to serve that agenda by, by serving Hashem in this way or that way. It's all about how does Hashem want to be served. And part of our emuna is that Hashem was megala to His servants, to His chachamim. Hashem is megala how He wants to be served and we would be uh, advised to be shayel eitzah by them. To turn to, to turn to the Messiah, to turn to the Messiah of Tyre, to turn to Gedalei Yisrael, in order to get their sense of what the Ratzon Hashem is, and to build on that, to take an old fire. And then we run with it our way, but we build based on a, an, an, an old fire. When I was, uh, when I got married, so there was a uh, uh, an uncle of my of my shver who was a Talmud Chacham. He was a Navardiker, and I and it's the only Shavu Brachas Dvartayra from my Shavu Brachas that I remember, including my own. So it's the only thing that I remember. I remember that he said that the Gemara says the Kolam Esamei Achasim Vekala is Kiilu Bana Achas Mechorvoi Sirushalayim. Someone who's Mesameach Echasin Akala says if he rebuilt one of the destroyed homes in Yerushalayim. So he said, like, why do you have to rebuild a destroyed home? Why can't you just build a new home? 
She say, call him Sameh Chaz Vagala, Ki'ilu Bona Bayas Birushalayim. What's Ki'ilu Bona Achas Mechur Vais Birushalayim? See, he said, that's the aside. He said, when you're building a home, so it's very special, and it's your home, and it's, crea- it's creative and different and special with your mark on it, but build on what's been built before. We build based on what's been built before. We don't ignore what's been done before us. We build based on the Messiah of before. And that's a, that's a, a very, very special lesson. And I'm reminded of this like visual that without getting into the, the whole shtickle right now, maybe we'll do it one week in the near future, but I remember this visual that I once heard from my, my Rosh Hashiva that he was describing how the entire Klal Yisrael is around Har Sinai. So there's the Kabbalah Satayr is coming from Har Sinai, and the entire nation is surrounding Har Sinai, looking towards Har Sinai to be Makabal the Torah. And he was describing how each person who was Makabal the Torah was Makabal it from a different angle. Each person saw the, the, the Kabbalah Satayr, each person around the mountain is looking from a different angle. And therefore, each person's experience of Kabbalah Satayra is different. And that was a mushal to the fact that, you know, you know, we have different ways of absorbing things, different ways of understanding things, different types of comments, different types of, of, of perspectives, different ways of dealing with different challenges. And so when the Torah comes down, each one of us digests the Torah based uniquely on who we are. Except that all of us are looking at the same mountain. We're looking at the same Torah. We're being macabre from the same Noisein. And that's the balance that we're talking about. Mitzarechod, we're unified. We have a Shulchan Aruch, we have a Shas, we have a, we, we're unified in the Torah that we're Makabel, the Messiah that we have. We're unified in that. And then each one of us within the world of Avaidis Hashem that we were Makabel, of course, we each have our own personality, our own contribution, our own way of expressing, expressing our Avaidis Hashem, and that's very, very valuable. So I think it's a balance that's worth that's worth it's worth noting, <coughs> especially this week when Klal Yisrael is still reeling from the loss of a of a gadol Yisrael. It's uh, something for us to value when we have people that attach us to a Messiah, when we have people that attach us to a Yediyah Satayra, and the the loss of that is a is a is a crushing loss. Be'ezer Hashem, if I have time, I'll get back to this later later on. <coughs> okay, that's Aleph. Let's move on, Bez. There's a fascinating, a fascinating thing about Parsha Shmini, is that Parsha Shmini has like two parts. Part of Parsha Shmini is the inauguration of the Mishkan, and part of Parsha Shmini is the Ma'cholay Sasuris, is the foods. That a yid is allowed to eat what a yid, what, what a yid is allowed to eat and what he's not allowed to eat, and on the surface it seems like these are two totally different, unrelated topics that have nothing to do with each other. What what types of food I'm allowed to eat? That's dine ma'achales asuros, and on the other hand, what uh, the the Hanukkah samizbeach, the the Hanukkah samishkan. It's, it seems to be two unrelated things. So I just want to clarify. Of course, it cannot be two unrelated things. 
if these two diverse inyanim find themselves in the same parsha, it's um, it's certainly a hashgacha that that and and we understand that the two things do have some kind of a tzad hashava. And I want to explain at least one element of what that tzad hashava is. The Mishkan, we'll start with the Mishkan. The Mishkan was a building. And it was a building that was built with the luxurious materials that Eilam Hazeh, that this world produces. Gold, silver, copper, you know, the tapestries, the colors, the dyes, the oils, the stones, right? It's all Eilam Hazeh things that build this beautiful, this beautiful home for the Shechina. Um, the there's a chiddush in that, and we've discussed this. There's a chiddush in that, and the chiddush is that you can have uh, just unbelievable that you can have a physical guf, so to speak, that becomes a home for the shechina. That's a that's a big chiddush, and that's why it was such a it was something. If, if you remember, we discussed the midrashim that Moshe Rabbeinu was like didn't, didn't understand how it would be possible for Klal Yisrael to make a building that that can house the shechina. How could such a thing be? But that's part of the hashgacha and part of the chesed of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Rotz Hakadosh Baruch Hu lasses leidira b'tachdeinim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu wants to have a makom on this world. That's the covered Shemaim, the covered that we bring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we fill this world with His presence. Malech HaLa'aretz Kavaydei. Baruch Hu Eloikeinu Shebera'onu Lechvaydei. Hashem created us to fill the world with Yediyas Hashem, which is the way that we, that we're Mechabed Him. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu created this Musag, that you can have a physical building that houses the Shechina. And this was the 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 chiddush of the un, the unbelievable chiddush of the of the uh, of the beginning of Parshas Parsha Shmini that a, 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 an Eish comes down from Shemayim that the Shechina comes down and the the and the Klal Yisrael experience this home for the Shechina becoming filled with covered Shemayim Haflevafela and they know that they need to maintain. The way Hakadosh Baruch Hu described them, they need to maintain the physical um, binyan of the Bishkan exactly that with the way with the seder, with the placement of the kalim, and the, with the kaidesh and the kaidesh kadashim, and the chatzer, and the and the, the klaim, and the and the amudim, and the adonim, and all the different parts have to be set up just so, so that it could be a hospitable place. For the Shechina. Of course, each one of those things represent concepts and ideas and lessons that, that, that are the, the bedrock of being able to house, so to speak, the Shechina in this world. And of course, now that we put it that way, of course, the a concept of Ma'achalai Sasuris is the same concept. We know that if somebody, Loyoleinu, is not careful about what they eat, we know the Chazal described that there's something called a Timtum Alev. There's something that could affect, it could affect the ability of a person to, to access his Neshama, to access his Ruchnias. We know that the, the, the idea that what we eat, and there's, 
so much kedusha involved in that. The idea that what we eat are we eat certain types of animals. We prepare them in a certain way. We we have a certain um, guidance from the Torah of of what to eat. That's a way of being able to maintain a guf that could house a neshama. What better parsha do you have to describe the dinim of how to maintain our body to be able to be hospitable to a neshama than the parsha that describes the neshama, the shechina coming down and filling the guf of the mishkan? It's the same sugya. One is the sugya for the broad Klal Yisrael, this home that Klal Yisrael shares that has Ashra Sashchina. And one is the sugya within each and every one of our lives that, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us the instructions how to maintain our bodies in a way that our bodies could be a, a, a pro- appropriate makim for the Shechina. Um, We don't have to know all the details of it, but if you look a little bit in the Mefarshim, you'll see that um, that that there is a trend, like Lamashal, for example, I think it's a part of Shmini, actually, that the Ramban describes that when the animals that have split hooves and chew their cud are not chayos tarfais, they're not attacking animals because they graze. They're not attacking animals. And the Ramban describes... That, that that physically, an animal that has split hooves is not able to attack that way. It's just that it doesn't have that secure, secure footing that it's able to jump out and attack the way a lion or a leopard can. Because it's not made for that. It's made for grazing. It's made for walking slowly and, and grazing. And the Mepharshim point out that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to eat things that will not spoil our midas. It will not spoil who we are. That we are, we're, we're not attacking angry people. So that, that's just a muscle. Certainly it goes much, much, much deeper than that. But it's just a muscle how what we eat is to make our bodies hospitable for the Shechina. And that's the, um, that's the Zahiras that we have in Machalois Asurais. Okay, that's base. Let's move on to Gimel. I'm really excited for Gimel. In in the parsha of the Machalis Asuras, we have we actually have two places in this week's parsha that we have halves, Shragafival, right? But um Parsha Shmini you have Chatsi Hatira Baisias. where's Yes, Vav de Gachin. The Pasak describes that um that kol hoilech al gachin um let's find it
just missing it. There it is. Okay. Kol hoylech al gochoin v'chol hoylech al arba ad kol mar beraglayim l'chol asheretz asheretz al haoretz. It's um, Perak Yud Aleph Pasuk Membeis. I was looking for the big Vav. It wasn't so big in this Chumash. Kol hoylech al gochoin. Any animal that goes on its stomach. What animal goes on its stomach? Zakt Rashi. Zeh nachash. This is the nachash. Okay, so it describes There's a big vav of gachain, and it says vav de gachain rabasi. It says in the chumash, the vav of gachain is large. The he and that is half the Torah in in letters. So I want to be masber something. This is based on a marsha and kedushin, and it's very very interesting. The svarim explain. Why it is that half the Torah finds itself talking about the Nachash. That that's the animal that's being described at exactly half the Torah. And the Svarim explained that the Nachash tried to tear us away from our Kesher to Ruchnius. That was what the Nachash tried to do. Hanachash Hishiani, the, 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 um, the Nachash tried to, 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 um, and, and succeeded to a large degree. The Dachash succeeded in bringing Misa to the world. And when we were Makabal the Torah, we, 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 in some, on some level, we returned to that Madrega. But the struggle between man and the Nachash is that the Nachash is trying to create period, is trying to separate Misa, disconnection, and man's yearning is to connect. Is, is, is Chaim, is eternal life, is connection to Torah, connection to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the place where the Torah would be able to divide in half, so to speak, like where it would be divided in half, so who's guilty of that? Who's guilty of trying to pull it apart? The Nachash is. So the, right exactly there where the Torah is in half is the words, Kol Heilech Al Gachain, is the Nachash. Okay, but it goes much, much deeper than that. Because in the word Gachain, there's a Vav. And the Vav attaches the two halves of the Torah. What's a Vav? A Vav is the Oisachib, or a Vav is and. That's the connecting. A Vav is a connector. The word Vav means a hook, as we've discussed. Like by the Vav in Lamudim. So isn't it amazing? The Nachash is trying to separate. But in the word Nachash, there's a Vav that keeps it together. What's the meaning of that? The meaning of that is, think about this. We know that Hashem created the world and He created in the world Taiv and Ra. He created in the world good and evil, light and darkness, day and night. Right? The world, and that's the way that the world, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to put us in the world, and our job 
is to be mevar the toy from the ra, is to choose the good, to, to, to push away the ra, that's our bechira. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world that had in it a, a, a nachash, which represents Ra, it had an Etaira, which represents Taiv, it has Rishayim, it has a Dasa and Vaviram, which represent Ra, and a Moshe Aaron, which represent Taiv, it has a Paroi and a, and a, and an Achashverish and an Antiochus, but it also has a David and a Shleima and a Shaul. So the world, Zela Umazeh, has the Taiv and the Ra, and our job is to choose Taiv and reject Ra. Is there really Ra in the world? The Gemara tells us that Kol Mada Ovid Hashem is really completely good. If Hashem is good, so how could they be bad? Which philosophers have grappled with since the beginning of time. How could they be bad in a world that was created by a Hashem that's only good? But we know the answer. The answer is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu created a world that's completely good. But he did not create us with the ability to see how everything is good. Some things are apparently taiv, and some things are not apparently taiv. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu told us to keep away from those things that seem to be ra. Until such a time, that we'll live in a world where Hashem will reveal how everything is good. Right, the Gemara says on that pasuk, the Gemara says that now when good things happen, we say a taiva hametiv. When bad things happen, we say a bracha of dayin ha'emes. But in the future, we're not going to have two brachas because we're going to see the good in everything. So v'haya Hashem lemelech al kolert b'yoy mahu Hashem echad u'shmoi echad. There's going to be one Hashem, one name of Hashem. The Gemara asks, Is Hashem not one now? You're saying, those days in the future, Hashem is going to be one? The Gemara says, of course Hashem is one, but now it, there seems to be two Mahalachim. And when Mashiach comes, it'll become clear how it's all Tav. What does that tell you? What that tells you is that while on the surface, we see Tav and Ra, under the surface, it's really all taiv. You know, you saw one of my favorite shtiklach that I've seen is um, the Satmarav writes about the halacha uh, by the taichacha, let's say in Parshish Kisavoy, that it says that you don't give an aliyah in the middle of the taichacha. Right? Chazal say, the Gemara says, you don't give an aliyah, it's one long aliyah. You don't give an aliyah in the middle of the taichacha. So the Satmarav explains, he says like this, he says, you're going to give an aliyah in the middle of the taichacha. He says, the taichacha is only bad. It's all kinds of punishments and, 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 and terrible tragedies that will befall Klal Yisrael. That's the surface of it. But underneath it, taichai ratzuf ava. The taichacha is also full of Hashem's love and goodness. But that's not what we can see. He says, if you're going to just be mafsik in the middle, you don't know what, you might be messing up the the taiv taich of it. So don't touch the taichacha. Leave it alone. Because you can't read the underneath, and we need the underneath. We need the taichayrats of Ava. Isn't that interesting? That's what the, the Satmarov says. So so in a similar sense over here, it's interesting to to, to note the following that Lashin Kaidash is unique. 
Lashon HaKadosh is unique that while every language has letters and those letters combine to form words and the words combine to form sentences and so on and so forth, but the letters themselves don't mean anything. The letters are what forms the words. So, you know, so if you have the word table, so table means something. I'm sitting by the table. That also means something. I can write a book about tables. That will be very meaningful. But table is spelled T-A-B-L-E. T doesn't mean anything. A doesn't mean anything. When I put together that string of letters, it creates the word that means something. But if you would say, oh, table means a, a, a thing that you put things on, or, you know, whatever your definition of a table is, oh, that's very interesting. What does the A mean? The A is just one of the letters in table. It doesn't mean anything. Not so Lashon HaKodesh. Lashon HaKodesh is made up of letters which have meaning. The words in Lashon Kaidish are made, every letter in Lashon Kaidish is a concept. So the word Shulchan is made up of a Shin, a Lamed, a Ches, and a Nun. We're not such Bikiyam in Lashon Kaidish. But if we would understand what a Shin is, what a Lamed is, what a Ches is, and what a Nun is, we would understand that those four letters in that order, that's a table. That is a table. Like, for example, the word Av. The word Av means father. The first letter in Av is an Aleph, which is one. The second letter of Av is a Bez, which means two. Well, isn't that what being a father is? That you start off as an individual and then you create a Ben. Right? So the word is made up of Oisios. That's how the word is made. That's how the word is made. So the Oisios represent what's under the surface. The 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 mystery. The, the hidden building blocks. So how incredible is it that in words, by Chatsi HaToyra, you have the Nachash. Because the Nachash is there trying to pull it apart. But in letters, in letters, if you look deeper into the word Gachain, which is referring to the Nachash, there's an Ois Vav, which says, okay, very nice, on the surface, the Nachash is trying to pull it apart, but the Ois Vav is holding it together. That's on the, that's on the level of that's on the level of the letters. Just, if I could just take a minute, I just, I feel like any any uh, sheer uh, on a week like this, we should we should just take a moment to to appreciate the uniqueness and the responsibility that we have this week. Although we spoke already on Shabbos a number of times about the 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 loss of a of a gadol. I just want to mention one other nakuda which which fits together with what we what we spoke about in the beginning. The Medrash says the Medrash says, speaking of the Taichicha, that when it says that Akadish Baruch Hu says I will bring you the Ainshim Asharloi Kosov Besefer Atayra Hazois, things that are not written. Sounds you know the the, the Hashem says the things that are not written in this Taira so the Medrash says, "Ashaloi kasev b'sefer atayra hazayis zu misas tzadikim." That's what it, that's misas tzadikim, because misas tzadikim is not written in the Torah, it's not in the Torah. The tzadikim will die. So my Rosh Hashiva explained in an unbelievable way. He said, "It's not like oh, which thing is not written in the Torah? Misas tzadikim is not written. Oh, so that's the Einish that's not written in the Torah." No, 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 no. no. 
It's much, much, much deeper than that, and much more specific, much more meductic than that. He says, what do tzaddikim provide for us? Look around the room. We have a lot of svarim. What do we need tzaddikim for? We have a lot of we have a lot of information already. We have Achachma. What do we need tzaddikim for? The teretz is that you could have all the information in the world. Tzaddikim tell us how to digest the information. They tell us how to approach the information. They tell us the attitude and the ruach that we have towards the information. I remember, like, I remember once thanking one of my Masifta Rabbeim for teaching me what a kasha is. Because I remember we were in Masifta, I think I was, a, maybe, I was probably in 11th grade. I remember him giving us a, a diuk and Rashi, showing us a diuk and Rashi. And, you know, a bunch of 11th graders listening to a Rebbe say a diuk and Rashi. It wasn't, didn't sound so sensational. And we were looking at him like, okay. And I remember him saying, this is a kasha. Like he was teaching us that no, when Rashi talks this way, you should notice it. Rashi's trying to tell you something. That's asher loy kasuv b'sefer ha-teira You know, I don't know if you know, that, um, um, I, I, it always struck me so powerfully that there are Europeans that, that, you know, that when they want to say that they want to use the restroom, excuse me, I have to go use the restroom, so they don't say that. They say, I have to go make a bracha. I have to go make an asher Stop and think about that for a minute, the sensitivity of that. That here you have something that's definitely not the pride of being a human being. It's one of the things that we share with animals. And yet, they they have the sensitivity to hone in on the aspect of it, that's a Dabr Shabbat that we use that moment to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Asher Yatsar, Asher Adam, Asher Bechachma, I'm sorry, I was in Shabbat Brachis, and, 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 and that's how they describe this thing. And, and you go out in the world, people have all kinds of descriptions and slang and everything that's so degrading to a human being. And here they have a way they describe this degrading thing. It sounds like the Kayin Ba'avaydasa. I have to go make a bracha. Half-flavor fella. But it's things like that that we learn from Talmidei Chacham and not just the information that we can get out of a Sefer. But the attitude, the nusach, the flavor, the niggin, the, 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 the way to respond to things. And that's something that, first of all, that's part of what we're misabel, that we're missing that. And secondly, it's something for us to continue to look for. Because to appreciate the Talmud Chachamim that we have and to commit ourselves to absorbing the Shemosh Talmud Chachamim, not just the learning from the Talmud Chacham, but the Shemosh Talmud Chacham, which is, which is Gedoyla Shemusha, that, that it teaches us the, 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 the Nusach, the Nigin of the Torah, which is so, so crucial. That's Asher Loi Kasov, the Sefer. That's the, that's the, what's not written. That's what's between the ICAs. That's the, the Gvil, you know, that's, that's the, between the ICAs. Asher Loi Kasov, the Sefer, you have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203 312 shas. That's 203-312-7427 or email 
info at shasilluminated.org.